1: Good morning. It is Thursday, June 29th. It is four minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, except Rob Kendall. He's not here today. He's uh, he's out on paternity leave and we're going to speak with him around 10 30 this morning can't wait Check get in all the with updates. Him. i know see if uh, his life's perspective has been changed completely in an instant he's
2: a different man this morning one uh, way or another
1: speaking of this morning hopefully you're breathing just a little bit better the air quality has improved just a smidge you can actually see the buildings downtown today uh, and it's expected to continue to improve over the next 24 to 48 hours yeah
2: you can absolutely tell the difference when you walk outside you can the visibility is better and and uh, you, I didn't smell it immediately. The last couple of days, the minute I walked outside the door in mm-hmm. the morning, you could smell that smoky smell um, and didn't have any of that today. So definitely better.
1: So let's talk about what's going on with uh, Donald Trump. But first, Melania Trump, she's launching a new collection of of NFTs and this is to celebrate 4th of July Independence Day. It's inspired by U.S. landmarks. So she's rolling out this collection. It's called the 1776 Collection and it's a six piece range of NFT digital collectibles and it's comprised of images from across the United States. The images will include the Statue of Liberty and Mount Rushmore and the Liberty Bell and each piece apparently includes a patriotic themed music track as well. And these were newly minted. Uh, Of course, it's an NFT, so it's got a blockchain, whatever that means. But they're gonna be on sale starting today through USA memorabilia. And my report says that each one, it costs $50. Now you said you saw something where they cost $150.
2: So I saw a report that said it cost $150. So I went to the website, US memorabilia, and I'm looking at it right now, and they are $50 each. Mm -hmm. There's six different ones. Let's see, the Washington Monument, Mount Rushmore, Liberty Bell, and then two of the statue of liberty they're limited to 500 each so they're they're limited edition similar to the trump trading cards that that happened a while ago so that's a total of uh th- 3,000, six times 500 is 3,000 at 50 bucks each. is If they sell out, it'll be $150,000.
1: Okay, so a portion of the proceeds are gonna go towards fostering the future. And it's also being reported that she is supporting Donald Trump's re-election campaign and looks forward to working alongside him and restoring hope for the future and leading America with love and strength. But speaking of Donald Trump, his lawyer, her name is Alina Haba, she was doing the talk show round and she had a lot to say about that leaked audio. She's blasting Biden's DOJ after the tape of Trump was accidentally leaked and or Rather intentionally leaked. And uh, she's saying the whole thing is backfiring on whatever they were trying to accomplish. She says that the the DOJ, not CNN, leaked the audio. And then she goes on to say that uh, news stories of the week were just distractions from all of Hunter's problems.
0: Uh, first of all, it's the DOJ audio leak is how I would categorize yes. that. Exactly. If we're going to be accurate, it's not the CNN one. It's the DOJ one to CNN, to CNN. in order to jeopardize a jury pool, in order to uh, politicize something that should not be politicized and to further show the American people that we have a dual system of justice. If you look at what's happened just this week, Rob, we had a submarine as a distraction because Joe Biden's son, Hunter, who was on his way to Camp David, got, in tra- got caught. Got a slap on the wrist. Meanwhile, Allen Weisselberg, who did far less, spent 180 days in jail. Right. We have J.P. Morgan paying Epstein's people $250 million. Nobody covered it. This is a continuation of what we've seen, right? It's a political demonstration of corruption. Does this-
2: did she just try and blame the sub-accident on the Bidens using it to cover up
1: Hunter's Well, I think news? she's saying the media.
2: Gotcha. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep.
1: And then uh, she's asked if the audio leak
0: jeopardizes the prosecution against Trump. And the answer yes. I think that the fact that they did this was a major mistake. So they've become so desperate that they need to use the media to play into their hand for the 2024 election, as we've seen. But what happened was we forget that there was a judge order that nobody, including President Trump, could discuss any evidence. Now, President Trump hasn't needed to discuss evidence because we're not desperate. We know the facts and he did nothing wrong.
1: OK, so Trump has repeatedly denied any wrongdoing, continues to claim that he was not showing off classified documents. And when it first came out, people were saying how bad this sounded uh, against Trump as if it were a possible confession. Well, Trump's lawyer, she's
0: got an answer for that, too.
3: But what are the, to the people that say he says on the tape that that uh, he can't declassify it? It's his top Correct. secret and he can't, he and he can't declassify he it. He
0: wasn't president at the time of the tape. He couldn't declassify. He knew that. But he wasn't saying saying, it wasn't declassified. He was was saying presidents can declassify. As a non-president, you can't. That has nothing to do with it. It's a red herring. It's exactly what they're doing. They take cuts and pieces, just like the indictment. They put it together and they make the American people believe the story, like La La Land, that they create. It's not in fact. There is no two sides. It's just one side and it's pieces.
1: Okay, so some creative editing. She's blaming that on some creative editing. I
2: think it's interesting that the media jumped all over this audio from Trump and mm-hmm. said that, you know, it proves that he was, you know, guilty and all of this. Yet Biden just came out this week and said, you know, I sold state secrets. All right.
1: Right. right. There's it- no,
2: no debate about that. And that was like, you know, you know brushed under the table and, and, and hidden and, and packaged away. I mean, Biden came out and said, I sold state secrets, you know. Right.
1: Right. But he's not getting the same play. That Certainly not anywhere is. near the same play. Okay, well, meanwhile, there's this civics poll that came out. And in it, it found that Ron DeSantis's poll numbers have dropped to an all-time low among likely voters. In December, he was registering at 46% favorability. But as of June, he's now hovering at 34%. So according to this poll, DeSantis is losing ground. But here's the deal. We have to pay attention to the details because if you break this civics poll down by party, Democrats viewed Ron DeSantis with a favorability rating of 3%, (laughs) independents at 33%. Republicans, however, view Ron DeSantis with a 73% favorability and uh, he was recently on NBC can't believe that NBC let him on and he said at the end of the day you know this is a marathon not a sprint And earlier this morning, we were talking about that Fox poll that came out, and that one has Donald Trump handedly in the lead at 56 percent, with Ron DeSantis at 22 percent. But if you consider the breakdown of party, yeah, you would expect the Democrats not to like Ron DeSantis, but 33 percent of independents saying, yeah, okay, there's still some wiggle room, and those are the people that someone like Ron DeSantis needs to get to catch up to Donald
2: Trump, absolutely. That's a that's a devastating numbers. Three percent you expect, but only one third of independents favorability give favorability to Ron DeSantis. That has to change if he's going to do anything.
1: But seventy eight there or seventy three with Republicans, they like him and he's doing well in the swing states. But why is it? And why do you think?
2: You know, DeSantis keeps saying all the right things, mm-hmm. saying all the right things, mm-hmm. yet he's not moving his poll numbers at all. So voters, it seems to me, just aren't connecting with him on a personal level. Is he too cold? <laughs> I mean, he does come across. I mean, he's got kind of a kind of a grading voice, a dismissive he, or he, a yeah, distant. And and he has been accused of of of, of not being warm mm-hmm. and and inviting to the to the to the potential voter. Is 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 that why? DeSantis just can't move these poll numbers that they the, the voter just isn't connecting with him on a personal level
1: well it's because all of the news is with Trump and you know it's' yeah. it's, it's that loyalty they are with him hard it's uh it's it's Hunter's special day we're making it Hunter's <laughs> special day uh, mostly because we've got all this audio from this IRS whistleblower and we want to share some more with you he uh, he let it out exactly how much the Biden's were on the take for and for from where it came
3: when when prosecutors don't allow you to put the subject's name on document requests or on, or on search warrants, then, you know, it raises the possibility that there's more information out there we didn't find. But um, but based on all of the financial records that we did find, you know, they've been they've been analyzed. And it was around 8.3 million he received from who? They came from from china from CEFC, came from ukraine and from romania and um you know even even the burisma money and, and and it's kind of a aspect that we didn't get into but um the 2014 and 2015 tax years when the burisma money was coming in i mean to this day um um there's still around $400,000 of unreported income from Burisma in 2014. Hunter Biden was told by his partner, Eric Schwerin, that he needed to amend his returns and he never did. So DC US Attorney's Office declining those charges, David Weiss requesting special counsel authority and being denied. And then the statute of limitations then expires in mm-hmm. November, December of 2022. So those years are gone and there's no way to recoup the the money from that Burisma income.
1: He owed back taxes for years, millions of dollars for years
3: that's that you know it it, it, it
2: helps the credibility of that whistleblower that he's mm-hmm. got the details at that level. Mm-hmm. He's not just coming out and saying well this happened and this happened he's given us exact numbers, mm-hmm. exact dates when the statute of limitations expires it, it, it it's, it's a credible source that's for sure.
1: yeah Biden should definitely be more transparent transparent on his son's business dealings if he's done nothing wrong like, okay, yeah. if, if you've done nothing wrong, oh, there it is. There's the hitch in the getup. Uh, he also, this whistleblower, Gary Shapley, he also went on to say that uh, prosecutors were informing Hunter Biden's defense counsel of the storage units and where evidence could have existed. And they gave him a heads up to go and move it. So, they couldn't execute, even if they did execute these search warrants, they weren't going to find anything.
3: Eventually, the prosecutors decided they didn't support it, so... I called U.S. Attorney David Weiss with my senior executive on the phone and we said you know, we, we needed to execute this search warrant. They, uh, he responded that the prosecutors didn't want to and I asked if in 30 days if that storage unit wasn't accessed and that was the deadline for the document request that was served on that day then we can execute the search warrant and he agreed to that. And. No sooner had gotten off the phone um, with David Weiss had we learned that the prosecutors were informing defense counsel of that storage unit and the evidence that existed there. So it completely ruined our chance to uh, to access those unfettered. Mm-hmm.
1: Can't go in and get the evidence when... Uh Hunter
2: knows. Hey guys, to go remove it, you're doing something wrong. So we're gonna go to your storage unit on Tuesday <laughs> at 9 a.m. I know it's Thursday, so
1: Tuesday at 9 a.m. We'll be there. Mm-hmm. Don't touch anything. Yeah, Hunter being deposed today, and uh, it's it's all very uh very interesting. Joe Biden just needs to resign. That's all there is to it. It's 17 minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether
0: it's audiobooks or all time greatest hits. Long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: It's 20 minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Rob is out today. However, we are going to speak with him in just a few minutes. Uh, Jim Roberts filling in today. The dude is here. So, uh, Anthony Fauci, he's going to join the faculty at Georgetown University. I bet that's a nice fat job with a big paycheck. Right. Like Just retire. Just go away. But uh, legendary comedians Dana Carvey and David Spade, they did a little bit. We're bringing comedy back. Um, They absolutely destroyed by dr fauci in this clip here's some comedy for you i need this you probably need us let's all just have a laugh
3: i miss covid
1: <laughs> i know you, dude you know what i knew there was trouble <laughs> when anyone that came to our country didn't have to get a vaccine and i go mm-hmm. if you're telling me i can't go to
3: work but everyone everyone coming in doesn't have to get one i go well once we found out when Fauci said. Okay, I'm sorry. If you've had two boosters and two vaccines, you can get and give COVID to another guy who's had five vaccines and four boosters. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between a vaccine and a booster? I don't know. It's just more vaccine, but booster sounds better. Anyway, a guy with 25 vaccines would get and give COVID to another guy with 25 vaccines. That's why I'm introducing the daily COVID shot. Every day you get a shot. By the time you get to your car, you got no immunity, But it's a beautiful 39 seconds.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So you remember when the Biden administration ordered all businesses with 100 or more employees that they had to get vaccinations or weekly tests as a condition for their employment in 21. But yet they didn't require uh, immigrants at the U.S. border to get vaccinated. And they
2: require all members of the U.S. military mm-hmm. to be vaccinated. Plenty were discharged from the military because they wouldn't get the vaccination, but nobody on the border. I think it's interesting that, that you're starting to see this out of what are reliably democratic institutions like Hollywood and the media mm-hmm. finally starting to question everything that happened during COVID. Jon Stewart's been doing that a lot. Mm-hmm. You've got, uh, you know, now this, you know, Dana Carvey and David Spade having this conversation and making fun of it. It may go along even with the CBS report we talked about just a little while ago about them pushing back and challenging hunter biden i think there's just there's just too much evidence that we've been lied to for too long for even these reliably left-leaning institutions to, to
1: to pretend that it was all okay well it's hard to keep selling it when the hypocrisy is so blaring Obvious. It's overwhelming. To everyone. Overwhelming. Yeah, it's overwhelming. Okay, so we've got a few phone calls that I'd like to get to. Um, 317-684-8444. We normally do our voicemails at ten thirty, but uh, and I did get the code to to actually get into. Oh, them you can access them now. I, I Rob, can, I, Rob I can gave you. Them. <laughs> Rob
2: gave you the secret the the secret launch codes for the voicemail. Yeah,
1: he gave me the secret sauce, so I was able to get in there and get a few of your messages. And as I mentioned, uh, we're gonna call Rob here in just a little bit and uh, talk about his his. Big news from yesterday but uh but first we do we do have some really nice messages from some people and uh let's hear from mark
3: hey
4: i wasn't this Mark from Duluth I wasn't going to call because I didn't have that great thing to say to Rob, who i i am so happy for her it brings me tears of joy and it's just beautiful beautiful because i know he's gonna be a great dad but uh if i have any say on who should replace rob for the next couple of weeks while he's gone i i, I love having the dude there and
2: uh <laughs> he, he, he was kind of really beautiful so god bless all you guys i love your show
1: that is so sweet. It was the nicest phone call. Yeah, I mean he was emotional. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? That's great. Yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm enjoying having you here as well. Oh, I'm
2: loving being here. That, that and that was
1: that was a great phone call. What a nice guy. Yeah. Um, so super fans, uh, my girl Courtney and uh, Drake also called and they have a message as well.
2: Oh, oh boy, the Kendall and Casey Show. Oh, it's your boy Drake. How we doing? And also, I got on this phone line. Who we got? Courtney. Yeah. That's right. We got superfan Drake and superfan Courtney. We want to leave some <laughs> mad love and respect for Rob, Mrs. Kendall, and a little baby Kendall. Uh, we've been looking for updates on the Twitter feed to see if you guys are posting updates, see if you guys are okay. But again, we want to send you some massive love and respect. So that's that. Courtney,
5: take it away. Rob, all the best to you and Mrs. Kendall. Just remember, you're the only one that knows how to parent your child. Casey, we love you, too. Mm.
1: We love you guys. Take care. Bye. I, I have no doubt that Rob will have no problem sticking up for his child, no matter and what. And
2: being the only one that parents his child. Yes, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. They must have put some planning into that. What, did they conference each other's calls I in know, and they then must call have. the
1: voicemail? It's like a party line with Drake and Courtney. Good for them. Yeah. Um, also, we were talking about Ryan Seacrest yesterday and how he has been announced as the replacement for Pat Sajak on Wheel of Fortune, and somebody called and had some thoughts about that.
4: Prayers for the Kendall family. Prayers that the baby will be fine and the mother will be fine and uh, just prayers that everything will turn out just perfect. Now, I've been listening to your show and I just heard you talk about Brian Brian Seacrest. I was listening to Fox News this morning and I've got to agree with him that maybe Steve Harvey, Michael Strahan, and Ryan Seacrest ought to give somebody else a break. Somebody else do something once in a while instead of three three, guys nominating every single thing that goes
1: on. He does have a point. Steve Harvey, Michael Michael Strahan, Strahan, and
2: Ryan Seacrest. That's about 90% of -hmm. every show out there has one of those three guys out there, it seems like.
1: And you had mentioned yesterday that you think the next big host of everything most likely will come from YouTube or TikTok uh, Michael Strahan wasn't it interesting when he was at the coronation?
2: It, he did seem a little out of place. He that may have not been place. the best decision. Isn't
1: he a formal to, football player, a, a, a Hall
2: of Fame football yeah. player with the Giants? I still, I think he still holds the record for the most NFL for the most sacks in one single season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Michael Strahan was a Hall of Famer.
1: And to hear him talking about the coronation of King Charles, I, I don't know. It just It, seemed... it did
2: just come off a, a little weird and different. But you know, there's a reason why those three guys do everything. I know it looks like what they do is easy.
1: They they land the planes they keep the trains running on time they what, close the deal what
2: they do is not easy mm-hmm. and so it, it, it it's it's difficult to find somebody that is able to do that and be good at it on a consistent basis and those three guys are the best in the business
1: all right one more phone call uh before we get to break and touch base with rob somebody is offering some advice
4: avid
5: listener follower hey uh, little advice on the baby You have just entered the fastest 18 years of your life, so don't blink, man,
4: because it goes quick. My daughter's a junior in college already. Have a good day. Congratulations.
2: He is so right. What's the saying? The days are long and the years are short.
1: Yeah. Um, So Last night, when Rob sent me the picture of the baby, I was tempted to reply with a picture of our baby who is, you know, a junior in college, just like that. Just like that caller said. Yeah, Yeah. and I thought, it it does. He's going to be in such a daze and sleepwalking (laughs) over the next couple months.
2: I I was in a daze for two years, it seems like. I have no idea what happened happened in 2002 (laughs) and 2003. It is all just a
1: blur. Yeah, but then, man, it does. It goes by so quick. It's Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Of course, Rob has been out for the past couple of days. Uh, Jim Roberts, the dude filling in. But let's go to the drivehubler.com hotline and we speak with Rob Kendall, new father. Congratulations.
5: Yeah. Yes, thank you, Casey. And you found somebody not only more talented, but better looking than me to take my place. So congratulations. <laughs>
1: uh, all right. So um, everybody wants to know, uh, we haven't discussed any of the stats. Uh, like Jim said, it's like uh, you have someone who's being drafted with uh, their weight and their height and the time and, and the hair amount. G- give us all of the details. Start talking,
5: dude. Well, she took almost 24 hours to get here. In fact, uh, my wife water broke at about 10.15, uh, and then it was 10 10.20, uh, 10, and then it was 10.15 the next night that she was delivered, so she made the most of her uh, appearance to get on this earth, but uh, eventually eight pounds, four ounces, and... 20.5 inches in length wow
1: that's a good size baby very yeah, similar
5: she, she earned uh she earned every inch of it yes she had a good time coming mm-hmm. out <laughs>
1: uh before we before we talk more about uh the baby olivia how is uh g doing is she okay everything's good uh, right
5: uh she's doing much better than she was doing about 12 hours ago i'll just put it that way yeah, uh, yeah that is uh Look, I've never felt bad about anything I've ever done in my life, but yesterday may have been the day when I had to look at my wife give labor for 24 hours because that. Casey, yeah. Mother's Day is my new favorite holiday, and no matter what you do for your mother, it is absolutely not enough. If you have experienced birth in person, uh, it is unbelievable, and women just deserve every bit of round of applause they get, and ten times that because, wow, that was incredible. Do you
1: feel bad for any time you were ever mean to me or slided me <laughs> just a little?
5: <laughs> well, I feel bad for anything I've ever done now at this point because, I mean, it, look, the birthing process is amazing, and I know most of our audience has probably been through it in some shape, form, or fashion, but it's absolutely incredible what women go through, and my wife did a natural child birth and it was just It was unbelievable to watch. It's unbelievable to watch your child come into the world like you see them take their first breath. You see them enter the world. It is just an absolutely uh, incredible thing. And my wife is a saint.
1: Yeah, it's so heartwarming to hear you speak like this. And and does it give you a new perspective on anything? I mean, it, it sounds like you've already been impacted.
5: Well, I love that Casey's like. It's so nice to see you be a decent human being for once. <laughs> it's, it's so great. No, it, 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 it's it's uh yes, absolutely. Because I was joking with the doctor that delivered Olivia. Uh, my wife did not find it funny that I was cracking jokes in the delivery room. Mm-hmm. But uh, I said, you know, in the movies, it's like two pushes and the baby's out. Yeah. And in reality, it is like anything but that for most people. And uh, it really, yesterday was an amazing example of how important great people in the medical field are. Uh, my wife went through some complications, not anything that threatened the health of the baby, but it was just a slower delivery, and the people at Hendricks Regional Health were awesome. Um, Tori, our doula, was incredible, and it really... Not that I needed new appreciation for great medical professionals, but Mm -hmm. man, we're lucky to live in this country and have people who are capable of getting through some hard things.
1: Yeah. I'm curious, how often have you thought about Eric Holcomb in the past 24 hours?
5: <laughs> <laughs> Zero. No, Not until you just mentioned it. Thanks for ruining my day, Casey. That's wonderful. Great. Nice Thank
1: reprieve you. there. Okay, so um, ever since you originally told me that you guys were going to have a baby, I just kept saying oh, she's going to have a lot of hair, a lot of brown hair. Um, so you, you sent a picture. Uh, she's got a little hat on. Uh, so we really couldn't see. Uh Tell us, uh, what, what does she look like?
5: The first thing the doctor says, so obviously the doctor can see the baby before you can. They've got a uh, a mirror up where the wife, the mother, and the father can see, um, you know, the baby being born. And the doctor obviously sees it first. And the first thing she said is, oh, my gosh, look at all that hair. And I'm thinking to myself, in the delivery room, holy smokes, Casey was right.
1: Really? Nailed it. A lot of brown yeah.
5: hair? Oh, tons, tons! Really? Which is exactly the same way uh, that I was and my wife was. Uh-huh. So uh, the the gene pool lives on. It's definitely my kid.
2: Now, Rob did did either of you get any sleep last night? I'm hoping you did because you you were up for 24 hours. So what's the current uh, rest situation?
5: Well, I told my wife, uh, you know, they move you from your room where you birthed the baby into a different room, and you know, I told her very quickly. I said, you know, it's really important for the baby to bond with the mother first. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a little nap and you guys get to know each other. And then you wake me up when you're done.
1: Uh (laughs) And did they bond like you were saying?
5: (laughs) Uh, That went for about 30 minutes. And then she told me, you know, it's really important for the baby to bond with the father. So I'm going to let you guys bond for a few minutes and wake me up when you're done. And that went back and forth throughout the entire night.
1: Yeah, I, I, I can remember that how exhausted I was afterwards. And hey, while you're in the hospital, rely on that staff. Because once you get home, they're not coming with you.
5: <laughs> it, it, well, it's it's absolutely amazing. And again, you know, I know there's many great medical professionals throughout Central Indiana. We happen to be at Hendricks Regional Health, and how great they were at a variety of different issues that arose throughout the process. Again, the baby's life or health was never in danger. But as you know, Casey, and you know, Jim, it's it's a process, mm-hmm. and everybody's process is different to bring a baby into the world. Mm-hmm. And they were so great at helping my wife. Through that process, um, it was it was un, it was un, unbelievable, unbelievable.
1: Now, when you had first texted me, what not last night, but the night before, that her water had broke, and I said to you, "Eat now, because you're not going to have a chance later." Did you heed my advice?
5: I did, but it's like you're <laughs> so there's so much adrenaline, right? Yeah, and um, so she did not actually go to the hospital for about eight hours or so until after her water broke. Mm-hmm. So I really could have eaten like a five course meal. If I'd had it to do over again, I probably, I probably would have, but man, you're just running on pure, pure adrenaline at that point. And it's, you know, it's, I know I keep using the same phrase and it's like a broken record, but it's just such an incredible experience. And it changes your whole view on life and everything. When you see, that play out in real time in front of you.
1: Yeah, well, you know, you especially with G, I mean, she knew there was a baby in there and you can see her belly growing, but it almost doesn't really hit home until the baby is born and you actually see the baby and hold the baby and feel like, oh my gosh, this is the most amazing experience ever that you you made a person and brought a new life into the world.
5: I and I don't know for you guys with your with your daughter, I don't know if you, you noticed this, but it's like, so my baby has the same nose that I have and the same nose that my father had and the same mm-hmm. nose my grandfather had. And it's amazing to look at someone and you actually see that thing. Like, it's like I passed that thing mm-hmm. down to them and you actually see yourself... In the flesh of your child, I mean that's an absolutely incredible experience.
2: And you know what, Rob? That's something that continues throughout their whole life, especially when they start adopting your mannerisms and your attitudes towards certain things. It's 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 something that that keeps on going for mm-hmm. years and years to come.
5: Yep. Not it, only it, here, it, here's the most crazy thing about this. So uh, Casey and I talked about this a lot. That I've been keeping this journal for my mm-hmm. daughter throughout the lead up to her pregnancy, uh, to, to her birth, and. On the 27th, the journal ended. I ran out of space. And it. I, I had joked with my wife. I said, well, if she's born tomorrow, we're going to have to start the new journal because my wife bought me another one. And I'll be darned. The first entry in the new journal is, hey, you were born today. Congratulations. Aww. That is just uh, just." Yeah, I mean, the there's no way that's a coincidence, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. Well, we are so happy for you. Congratulations. We're we're all very thankful that everything went smooth and everybody's okay and ten fingers and ten toes. And I just I can't wait. I'm going to be a radio aunt, or I am a radio aunt. I can't wait to meet <laughs> Olivia Thatcher Kendall. It's going to well, be amazing.
5: You guys have been so awesome, and I want to thank everybody who prayed for us. I want to thank all of our listeners. I want to thank everybody who. Wished us well. You guys are awesome. We love you. Casey, Jim, you guys are awesome and have been such good friends. And, uh, man, we just can't thank you enough. And uh, I love love everyone. Thank you so much. I'm a dad, Casey. I'm a dad. You're a
1: dad, Rob Kendall. Amazing. Go hug your girls. Yeah. It's Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC.
0: Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up,
5: I was once out strolling
0: One very hot
1: 1047. Day. it's Kendall and Casey On 93 when WIBC I Of course, we just heard from Rob Kendall And uh, he is out today With his Why new baby Why isn't he back to work yet, Casey? Yeah, right? Get back to Why work Why is it old
4: Rob Buttigieg back to work already? She popped the shorty out yesterday What's he doing, breastfeeding? You tell Rob <laughs> to get his ass back in here to work <laughs> <Right>. Tell Rob <laughs> Buttigieg the honeymoon's over, pal I'll let him know Get ready, pal <laughs> (laughs) You're going to end for a problem.
1: Uh, In his place is the dude, Jim Roberts, who's been hanging out with me all day today. The dude. The dude abides. And uh, obviously, Hammer in the studio from the number one show in Indianapolis, Hammer and Nigel Afternoon. So, big day, local news. There's a lot of stuff going on, and I want to get through some of it with you. Yeah, and it's not all fun at all. Actually, none of it, actually.
4: And honestly, if I could just be serious for a moment, this is why I think radio stations like this, WIBC, are so important right? Because this is a big local news day. We've got so many things happening in Central Indy, and we are your home for all of it on the radio. Mm -hmm. Like, even on television, these folks will take a break, and they'll show, you know, fun programming and whatnot, but here, this is what we do, live local radio, and I'm incredibly proud of the people that work at this station, and this afternoon, from 3 to 7, we've got a lot of things lined up, and first and foremost hearts prayers all of that stuff going out to the family of indiana state police trooper aaron smith mm-hmm. 33 years old uh, lost his life last night it should never have happened because this is a guy that was doing everything right right he's you know working with the police department you know there's always going to be a risk with that yeah but there was a High-speed police chase. Somebody had stolen a car around the Ameriplex area on the southwest side. Ends up on a police chase going through Plainfield. He was trying to put those stop sticks out that, if you've ever watched any police show, flattens the tires. Right, when you drive over it. And this scumbag driving the car hit him, Mm. and he lost his life last night. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. And again, it's never easy. You know that's part of the job. But man, just what a piece of crap to run over this guy like that. And if I'm Governor Holcomb, I know that I'm a lame duck, right? I'm not running for any political office coming up. I'm term limited out for the time being for the governor's race. If you want to do something on your way out, bring back executing some of these guys that kill cops. Because I know for a fact there's a couple guys on Indiana death row that have completely exhausted the appeals process. They're out of appeals. Benjamin Ritchie being one of them. He killed a cop in my hometown of Beech Grove, Indiana. Let's bring the death penalty back. Let people know if you kill a cop in the state of Indiana, you will meet your maker. Now, the excuse they give is, well, the company that makes the lethal injection stuff, they don't want it used for killing people, blah, blah, blah. Other states have been able to figure things out. They've had other ways of getting rid of some of these scumbags. So, Governor Holcomb, if you want to make up a little bit for all the things that you've done wrong, Mm -hmm. whether it's COVID, meeting with Malik Muhammad, doing all that kind of stuff, calling people who wanted to open up their business a Petri dish, bring back a way to get rid of cop killers in indiana this is something that actually might serve hoosiers well yes and listen i know not everybody's in favor of the death penalty but there needs to be a lesson if you come to indiana and you kill a cop once your appeals process has ran its course You will be executed in the state of Indiana.
1: So this Indiana State Trooper, Aaron Smith, he's being called one of the best. He was one of those guys that stood out. We all know people like that. He's going to be remembered. And uh, Superintendent Doug Carter even said not to be cliche, but he was a shining star for the state police.
4: And what a loss for all of us here in the Hoosier State. And I watched that press conference last night. And. I like Doug Carter as a person. We have disagreed on things in the past, especially when it comes to like the Delphi Uh, story. And we've had that conversation Mm face-to-face. He's always been man enough to come in here, and we've talked it out. I felt so bad for him last night. He did such a great job under those circumstances at that press conference. He's trying not to cry, but he also has to be the face of the Indiana State Police. Mm -hmm. So, again, my heart hurts for the entire police community, this trooper's family. um, He was so young, too. 33 years old, had a young wife. Yep. And we're going to be getting into the weeds of that coming up a little bit later on this afternoon. Prior to that heartbreaking story last night, we were ready to spit fire this afternoon because the Broad Ripple Village Association, Mm -hmm. they've decided... well, Got to close down at 1 o'clock. The problem in Broad Ripple is that business owners are staying Open too late. Now let that sink in for just a moment. It's not the lunatics that are out on the streets, the repeat offenders that are out there causing problems, or in many cases, the folks too young to get into these bars in the first place, people who can't legally own a gun in the first place because of their rap sheet it's the business owners who are trying to make a living. I texted a friend of mine last night who owns a prominent business in Broad Ripple. Mm -hmm. It's a bar. And they said, between one to three is our busiest time. That's when we make our money. Quote, I don't know what we're going to do now.
1: Okay, so Indiana Law says that restaurants and bars that serve alcohol can stay open until 3 a.m. So how does this Broad Ripple group, this association, how do they have the authority to say you got to shut down at one?
4: Because all decisions basically go to your local uh leader Mm -hmm. right governor holcomb let's just use an example here governor holcomb could have said hey we've got the national guard ready to stop all the rioters but it's up to The local mayors and the local legislators to say this is something that we want. Broad Ripple is super liberal. They make Indianapolis look like the conservatives. (laughs) Like Broad Ripple (laughs) is led by the crazy Mm -hmm. uh, kind of people that would be at these parades where grown men are showing their junk to children. Yeah. That's who runs Broad Ripple. But unfortunately, that's not who the business owners are in Broad Ripple. Right. So they've kind of got to play ball by these ridiculous rules and they're getting a finger wagging from the Broad Ripple Village Association basically being made the scapegoat because Boss Hogsett and Ryan Mears can't get control of their city. Well, that's it exactly. I
1: mean, it's, uh, as you said, Boss Hogsett, uh, Joe Hogsett, and also Ryan Mears, um, making the businesses shut down early. And it's because of their poor leadership and bad prosecution.
4: Right. Right. All you have to do to make Indianapolis safer, and I've told this a million times, and I'll say it again. We talked about it a lot the other day. It's really not that hard. You go easier on victimless crime perpetrators, and you go harder hard. on violent repeat offenders. Yeah. Violent repeat offenders need to be locked up. If you speak to some of these prosecutors in the surrounding counties, we spoke to the Johnson County guy, a uh, garrison up in Hamilton County. You do not want to be a violent repeat offender in those counties. Mm-hmm. Here in Indianapolis, they'll slap an ankle monitor on you. We have more ankle monitors in Indianapolis than any other city in America. And that's not per capita. That is pure numbers. There are more ankle monitors on people in Indianapolis than Los Angeles, uh-huh. New York City, Chicago. Pure numbers. Well, clearly they're not working. Right. You know exactly where they are when they're committing their next exactly, crime. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
1: Okay. I see you over there. Okay. Uh, before we uh, Before we let you get out of here, I want to touch base on what's going on with the Delphi. Uh, murder, Richard Allen, because that judge released 100 documents.
4: So, hat tip to our friends at the Murder Sheet Mm -hmm. podcast, because they were the ones that filed all the paperwork and requested the judge to release this information. And you've had them on your show before. They joined us yesterday, actually. And we found out officially that the cause of death of these young ladies, Abby and Libby in Delphi, was a stabbing. Yeah. And that was the big headline. But also coming out of these documents, and we'll talk more about this this afternoon, a lot more information about the search warrant, because a lot of people thought it was just the shell casing of the unspent round that led to the search of Richard Allen's house. And a lot of people had questions about that, and rightfully so. But it sounds like there's a lot more to that. There were folks that said they know he's got that outfit on from that mm-hmm. iconic silhouette right, of him picture, walking, yeah. and there's a lot more to it. So we're going to get into the weeds about that this afternoon.
1: All right. Thank you so much, Hammer. You're awesome. You're amazing, and we appreciate everything that you do for our community. It is Kendall and Casey. It's 93 W.I.B.C. Dick Dick